assassin. I do not dance. Really? Well, on my planet, there's a legend about people like you. It's called Footloose. And in it, a great hero named Kevin Bacon. He teaches an entire city full of people with sticks up their butts that dancing, well, it's the greatest thing there is. Who put the sticks up their butts? What? No, that's just a... That is cruel. Just a phrase... Welcome to The Geek Screen, the podcast that nobody listens to, but we keep doing anyway. I'm Perry Constantine. And I'm John Brasic. How you doing today, Johnny? Ah, like outside of sinus infection, as always. I'm doing pretty swell. How the hell are you? I'm pretty good, although it's starting to get kind of cold over here. Oh, that's right. I, I, let me ask you a quick question, because I, I don't know if most folks know, but you're, you're in Japan, and I'm in that arctic tundra city called chicago yep uh, how is the how does that work over there you get it does, it does it like go to australia where it gets cold in a, our summer and hot you mean, you mean like the reverse season type of thing yeah yeah no no we've got seasons this we've got the same uh we have seasons at the same time as you guys do so when it's winter over there it's winter over here and and all that kind of stuff uh so it's not flipped but it is much warmer here than it is over there is it still humid uh, well, I wouldn't say humid, but it is wet. It like is there's, wet. Yeah, like the, like our door is metal, and so like there's always like condensation on it in the mornings. Ah, uh, you just can't escape it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, we live right by the ocean, so. Well, that's, that's, that's really good shit. I would, well, I live by a fucking lake, but. Well, I mean, you know. we live like near the inlet of the ocean, so it's not like a whole bunch of, uh. You know, it's not like we're right on the beach or anything. We live up in the mountains, so. Okay. I think we got a little bit of snow this morning, but it's going to be melted by the time it hits the ground. Oh, well, we had some snow, but it ain't much, but. Yeah, but nothing like last year? No. No, nothing like last year. Holy shit, no. Okay. No, God, no. So, anyways, uh, enough about the weather. Okay. How, how, how are how are things otherwise? Everything good? Yeah, pretty good. Um, you know, just been working, trying to get uh, get enough material together for next year. Hoping to get monthly releases with my books. Are you working on a new book? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm working on a serial right now. It's going to be five installments, each one like fifteen thousand words, and I'm going to release them once a month. Oh my stars! How how can these folk how, how can anyone get one of these? Well, it's not it's not available yet, but um, you know if you just go to the website percivalconstantine.com, it'll be announced there when it's ready to when it's up for pre order. I shall take a gander. Awesome. So, all right. Um, so t- talk to me, Perry. Well, what's the what's the latest going on in the world of? Geekdom and everything. Have you kept chop on your shows? Oh Have yeah, s- oh yeah. I'm um, every uh, every Wednesday night because uh, it, you know, our Wednesday night is your Wednesday morning, so that's uh-huh. when the stuff hits Hulu. And so when I get home from work on Wednesday night, you know, I get my dinner together, sit down, and you know, I go on my binge of Supernatural, Air, uh, Flash, and Agents of Shield. There is talk of there being a spinoff for Supernatural. They there was supposed to be one that was supposed to air this season, but uh-huh. the the backdoor pilot. There was an episode of Supernatural last season that acted as a backdoor pilot for it, and it did really bad. So the studio decided not to pick it up. 
Right, but they had an episode recently involving, I think, two cops or what have you. I mean, I don't watch the show. Right. I want to watch the show. It's just, I'm so, I just started watching the show. Mm -hmm. I'm so far behind. But I'm told that they recently had an episode where it featured two characters that they said, this needs to be the spinoff. Really? Was that the... Because the, there was an episode th- this week that um, had two cops on it. I think that may be it. Oh, oh, uh, that may be it. Let me take okay. a quick look here because I did take a note somewhere. Like, oh, I got to tell Paradise, even though I'm way, way super <laughs> behind. Uh, you know. But anyways, as we're doing that, so what about the other TV shows? Okay, um, well, we had the the crossover between Flash and Arrow this past yes. week. Yes. That was really good. Yeah, and I, I liked did a good it. job with that. Anyway, they managed to each because like each show is very different in tone, and they still managed to really well, you know, really do a good job of incorporating the the strengths of each each series. You know, it's amazing. You you look on the internet, and people either hated the crossover or people really loved it. Really. Yeah, I, most people I've heard, you know, loved it. So I, I loved it. I oh, thought, yeah, yeah. I thought it was really cool. And you're absolutely right. They played off how, what type of, what, you know, there is a key difference between the two shows. Yeah, there really is. Yeah, and, Flash is more uh, lighthearted, and um, and you know, Arrow is much darker. Right, the Arrow is essentially. The, the, the TV version of Batman, you know, in a right. sense, where, yeah. whereas, whereas the Flash is our version of Superman. Whereas, I mean, Superman, if done right, is not supposed to be some brooding asshole. Right. You know, we can go into that all over. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've, I think we've yeah. beaten that particular horse to uh, death. <laughs> we beat. Not only have we beaten that horse, it's already in a can of dog food. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I, 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 you know, I, I see what they're doing here, and somebody pointed out to me something that you know Diggle could probably make a really good Green Lantern. Oh yeah, yeah. I think we mentioned that uh, before. Yes, we did. I, I, I mean, that would be something. But I don't think that for them to do that, that would really. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, that's something that could be get away with. You know, something tells me somewhere in the halls of Warner Brothers television, not Warner Brothers movies, where they don't seem to get their shit together. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody in there is saying to themselves, I want to beat the movie studio division to forming a Justice League. Right. You know, and I think that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't see. Let me ask you this question here. Would it not be possible, or how would you feel about there being a, what do you might call it, a, uh, a Justice League that did, say, Arrow and everybody? Oh, on, t- on the TV show? Right. Um, I'm not sure how they'd work that out. Uh because it wouldn't be able to, they wouldn't be able to do it as a TV show, and they probably wouldn't be able to call it Justice League. Why couldn't they? Probably because of the the movies. That was, yeah, well, that's bullshit. Because I gotta tell you, the movies are gonna have a Flash. Well, yeah, I know it is, but I'm just saying that's probably what it is. Well, they um, call it Justice Society. 
well, they are kind of setting something like that up because did you see Arrow, not the crossovers episode, but last week's? Okay, remind me. Let's see. That's not the one where he's fighting the dude with the eyeballs. He's fighting, um... Okay, not the one... Wait, that was the one with the electric guy. That was Flash. Right. Oh, wait, you're talking Arrow. 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 Uh, jog my brain. Jog my brain. Uh, well, anyway, the important part I wanted to mention about that is... I think it was the one with the... Was it the female archer? Or maybe that was the one before. Anyway, the important thing about that episode wasn't the episode's plot itself, but it was the ending when you see uh, Ray Palmer working on the Atom exoskeleton. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. So is he... Now let me ask you a question here. Mm-hmm. He becomes Black Adam, is what you're saying. No, the Adam. Oh, the... Oh, who's the Adam? Remind me. You know, he's like... Marvel uh, DC's version of Ant Man, you know, he shrinks down subatomic size. Okay. Yeah. And and that's what he's doing here. Yeah, he's gonna become the Atom. Okay. A T O M, not A D A M. Well, hence like the tiny size. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. So yeah, okay. they had him. Yeah, uh, Brandon Routh. You know, he confirmed that he was gonna be suiting up as the Atom this season in Arrow. And now we got the first look at the suit in uh, at the end of that episode. Okay. And then we've got uh, Firestorm is going to be appearing on The Flash. Now, was that the dude at the end of this episode? Yeah, Ronnie Raymond. Oh, I thought he was some kind of new villain. I didn't realize. No, no, no. Yeah, that's Firestorm. See, you got to forgive me. I know my Marvel (laughs) people. I just – I'm kind of dumb – when it comes to the DC people. Well, that's okay. I'm not as familiar with DC either. Okay. Um, oh, speaking of familiarity, though, did you see the Easter egg in not last week's Constantine, but the week before? Oh, we have to talk about Constantine. We definitely have to talk about Constantine. Uh, which Easter egg was that? No, I probably missed it. Well, you know, first we had, uh, oh, we wait, had Dr. You, Midnight come back. Wait, are you talking about... Way early in the season where they show a helmet? No, no, not that one. Not that one. I'm talking about one of the more recent episodes. They were, um, you know, it was the second episode that had Dr. Midnight in it. They were in uh, New Orleans, I think. Okay. Is that the and one with the, with, with the uh, that's, oh, Dr. Midnight. That, I'll tell you. Papa Midnight. Papa Midnight. And I, I, I'll tell you, I think that guy could, he comes off as a villain, but he's more like a, Forgive me, but he he comes off more like a Doctor Smith from the uh, oh from Lost, Lost in Space. Space. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. Well, him and Constantine, as I recall, I think they've always had that kind of relationship in the comics too. Yeah, um, but anyway, one of the cool things about that episode was: did you catch the detective? The name of the detective who was teaming up with them? The one who had there was like a psychic background where uh, shows a uh, I'm sorry a flashback. Where the kids, where he's like a kid and the mother showing him how to shoot? That guy? I think so, Is this the one with the ghosts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where there's a kid on the road? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What about... Yeah, the cop is Jim Corrigan. Now, remind me again, once again, I'm stupid. Jim Jim Corrigan uh, becomes the specter. Oh, I remember seeing an animated thing about the spike. That guy's a badass. Yeah, well, remember that scene at the end of the episode when um, 
Zed touches him, and she gets the flash of his future, and she sees him, like, covered in, like, green energy. I missed that. Oh, oh, that was awesome. Yeah, you have to look that up on YouTube or watch the episode again. Uh, you know, um, speaking of, if I may. Okay. What's the story here about NBC not producing any more shows? Oh, yeah, we got to talk about this. So, uh, uh, well, what it is is um, because Constantine premiered late in the season, right? It appeared, yeah. you know, most of the shows started out early October, mid mid to late September or early October. Constantine started late October. And what happened is, um, you know, Constantine was only contracted for thir- for 13 episodes initially. Okay. So they haven't gotten any ratings report in or not enough to justify continuing, you know, continuing it for a full season order. All so right. like so like for example Gotham was only initially greenlit for 13 episodes, but then after the first few episodes, they, the ratings were strong enough where they said, okay, we'll greenlit it, greenlight it for a full season. I told you it was going to be renewed. They even have some well, that, was, that was just the first season. That was just the first season. Okay. Because the way TV shows work is initially they're only ordered for 13 episodes, half a season. Uh-huh. Based on the strength of those first few episodes, they decide if they're going to go with a full season order, which is 22 episodes. And then into the second half of the first season, that's when they decide if they'll renew it for another season. Wow. Constantine only got a 13-episode order at first. Um, but as of this point, they haven't... They ha- Like, I think now is the, the, their only opportunity to... Order a, thir- um, a full season order. So they chose not to make a full season order, so we don't know if it'll last more than. Th- so we know we're getting thirteen episodes, definitely. We, we don't know, know where it'll go from there. Okay. We don't know if it'll be like you know Hannibal, where it's you know only a half season long with thirteen episodes, or mm-hmm. if it'll or if they won't even bring it back for a second season. We have no idea right now. Okay. Okay. So yeah, so that's the story with that. So 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 you think it's going to be renewed? I hope I, it gets renewed. I, I hope it does. You know, because it's, it's. I mean, it's, hands down, it's the of all the new shows that I've seen this season, it's hands down the best. Oh, they. I mean, I'm not familiar. I actually got a. I, I purchased some. <clears throat> um, Hellblazer because that's his comic book, right? Right. Yeah. I finally got a hold of some because I'm way behind on this. So, and I started reading these, and I said, I got the first issue, I'm like, holy crap, this is good. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I see why you like it. Oh, and, it's awesome. And now I'm hoping, too, it comes back, because like I said, there ain't that much on TV. Right. I, I mean, you know, so, I mean, the closest you got for something like that is Supernatural. Right, right. So, um, have you have you been watching uh, Agents of Shield? I have, and I'm up to date. And I gotta tell you, I wish they would just get to the fucking city already. <laughs> I mean, they're really. I, I don't get me wrong. I like to visit Puerto Rico too. <laughs> okay, it's nice, sunny, and I like plantains. Um, but come on, get to the goddamn city already. <laughs> You know, he, he, what's his face who can't speak right anymore? Sends his little toy robots down there. Nothing works. <laughs> you know? Then, of course, they got to send in what is now the new sci-fi equivalent of the Star Trek red shirt. 
uh, which is the black man. Uh, I know. Last episode, it was um, Trip who almost died. And then this episode, it looks like Mac. And I'm just like, come uh, on. Let, let me tell you something. If you notice in anything lately in science fiction or anything, it's the black guy that gets it. Okay, look at The Walking Dead. Yeah. Okay? That's all I can say. All I got to say is look at The Walking Dead. If you're African-American, uh, well, recently. They, they, don't, don't, don't say anything about this season. I, I'm not going to spill anything okay. specific, but recently they've been spared. Mm-hmm. Okay, but okay. generally speaking, on any sci-fi, you know, same thing. Uh, a lot of these movies, that's the black guy. Look at that one movie with the intelligent sharks, mm-hmm. okay, which is the best death scene of all time. One of the best death. I don't know. Have you ever seen this thing with uh, Samuel L. Jackson? Uh, which thing? Okay, he was in a movie where there's these super intelligent sharks. Uh-huh. I'm trying to think. Let me look up the name of the movie. But I want you to see this movie because it has what's been rated, and I agree, one of the best death scenes ever. I'm not giving away anything. Don't worry. Okay. Okay? But anybody who's listening to this who has seen it will know immediately what I'm talking about. Now, hold on one second. I'm looking this up really quick. No, it's not snakes on the plane, by the way. Okay. But, <laughs> hold on one second here. Give me one second. Well, I'm looking for this. So go on. Keep talking to me. Okay. Uh, so um, uh, what was this? Agent, uh, Agent Carter is going to be premiering soon. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, and it's gonna its premiere is going to be a two-hour premiere, apparently. A two-hour premiere? Well, like you did tell me, it's going to be only a few episodes. Right, right. But I'm not sure if that two-hour premiere is going to count as one episode or two episodes as far as what they're doing. But Oh, like they would go back-to-back? Right, yeah. I'm not sure exactly how that's working out. So, okay. But anyway, they're getting a two-hour premiere. Uh, okay. So we got that, and um, got a few news pieces here. Well, you know, we got the elephant in the room. Uh, the new Star Wars trailer came yes. out. Yes. Well, speaking. Oh, by the way, it was Deep Blue Sea is the name of the movie. Oh, oh, when he gets eaten by the shark? Yeah. Come okay. on. How is that not the best death scene of all? And you know what the funny part is? When I originally saw that, I was drunk off my ass with my friend Keith. And I go, mm. you watch. The, the shark's going to come up and eat him. And bam, it happens. But that's got to be the best fucking death scene of all Especially time. when he was given this motivational yes. speech about being yes. in Vietnam or something like yes. that. Or... I think next time we have our podcast. Or no, it was like a plane crash or something. He survived. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I bet you it's on YouTube. I think we got to play that next time we're on it. You know, right. but, you know, I'll tell you, speaking of trailers, and I just missed this, they just released it just now, the new Terminator, not the, not the, not Yeah, yeah, sir. Genesis, right? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. an old trailer. I have not seen this, but somebody's posting on Twitter pics of it, and apparently everybody's going cuckoo for Cocoa Pops over this thing. I got it. I got a link to it here. You want to take a few seconds, watch it, and then we'll oh, talk I about got it? it? I got it. Way ahead of you, pal. Okay, you've seen it. I have not seen the trailer. I have not. All I have seen is a teaser trailer that they posted a few days ago. Which, oh, that's not the one that. No. That's not the one I'm thinking of then. Oh, do you have the link for the new one then? Yes. Can take a look at it? Yes. All right, send it to me. We'll take a look at it. Uh-huh. And I got something to show you, which, um, well, let's do this first. Cause I think this is more important than Terminator. 
Okay. Uh, Bond 24 oh, has yes. been announced. And who's the bad guy? Blofeld, right? Well, we don't know if Blofeld is the bad guy, but the film is titled Spectre. It's, it's Blofeld because I heard that Christopher Waltz, is that his name? Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz. He wants to be in it. He's, he's, he's in, already in it. He's, he's, uh, in, he's, he's cast Blofeld. on it. He's playing Oberhauser. Um, Oberhauser. They were reporting he's playing Ernst Stavros Blofeld. According to the official James Bond Twitter account, he's playing Oberhauser. And there's a character in Bond lore named Hans Oberhauser. And he's the one who taught a young Bond how to climb and ski. And was referred to as his second father before his mysterious disappearance. Wait a minute. Are they rebooting the series again? No. Well, I mean, it's not. It's a continuation. But they've, you know, they've got Daniel Craig back. And Ralph Fiennes, after um, uh, Skyfall, is now playing M. And then Ben Wishaw is coming back as Q. Naomi Harris is coming back as Moneypenny. I have not. Sorry, go ahead. No, you first. Go ahead. No, you haven't seen Skyfall. Skyfall? Not really? Yet. Oh, you got to watch Skyfall. I, 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 it's one of those things that I keep wanting to. Like, I don't know. I think I'm going to watch this. I'm going to watch this, and something happens. It's like when I want to watch Doctor Zhivago, something happens. Yeah. Uh, we've also got Monica Bellucci in it, and she's playing Lucia Ciara, um, and David Bautista is in it, and he's playing Mister Hinks who was earlier characterized as a henchman in the tradition of Jaws and Odd Job. So it looks like they're kind of going back to, like, the early 60s style of, jo- of Bond films, like the 60s and the 70s, with Spectre as the villain. Right. Before the, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, before Sean Connery retired, but the earlier stuff, like with Russia with Love. Right, and- right, yeah, yeah. right. Well, when did well, when did Jaws appear? Was he in the Roger Moore series? Jaws appeared in the Roger. Uh, well, actually, I know he, he appeared first, in the Roger Moore series, but first he first appeared in the Roger Moore series, and then they brought him back uh, for when that one Sean Connery one. Uh, we're in a, uh, well. He's in the space station one with Roger Moore. He's in the one with uh, oh god uh, from Rush, not from Russia, but Love. He uh, Jaws appears in the, the spy, one. At was the, it the Spy Who Loved Me or the Spy Who Loved Me? That's right. The one at, he that first appears. His first appearance is in Egypt, uh, when Bond and the Russian agent are looking into something. That's the it's first been a while time he's seen it. So okay, so that's yeah, Spy Who Loved Me, and then he appeared it's, again in Moonraker. Moonraker. He didn't, he didn't appear in a Connery one then. I'm trying to remember. No, because Connery's last film predated Moore's first one. Because uh, Connery retired, you know, he said he was going to retire after um, You Only Live Twice, I think it was. And but then, he- well, he retired for after You Only Live Twice, and then they brought in um, George Lazenby for uh, Honor Majesty's Secret Service. That's right. And then, and then they gave Connery a whole bunch of money to come back for Diamonds Are Forever. Well, no, no, no. There's another one, but it's... N- Oh, you're yeah. talking about um, it's a remake Never of Say Thunder Never Pump. Again? Yeah, yes. Never Say Never Again. Was Jaws right. in that? I'm trying to remember if he was in that. I'm looking it up on IMBD right now. Okay. And let's see here. Because I know that's a remake of Thunderball. Right, right. And let's see here. You know, I don't see him on here, so no, I don't think he's on that one. Okay, so, I so think it you're was... Right. 
Yeah, so it was just Moonraker and um, The Spy Who Loved Me that uh, Jaws was in. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, uh-huh. but um, but the cool thing is it looks like they're going back to the, to those early 60s, 70s style of films with bringing back Spectre and bringing back, like, the over-the-top henchmen and that kind of thing. Well, that's great. I, I, you know what? It, it almost goes back to, holy crap, Mr. Bean was in this fucking movie? Really? I'm looking at Never Say Never Again, and Rowan Atkinson is out here. Holy shit, who does he play? Somebody named Small Fawcett. Oh, he must have been one of the henchmen or something. I'm trying to remember. I got Now I got to go on Netflix and see where the fuck he appears. <laughs> but go on. Um... But yeah, uh, I wonder if um, Waltz is actually going to be playing uh, Blofeld then. Holy shit, he's right here. I, you know what? I hope he does. They need to bring him back. Yeah. I found I found Mr. Bean on here. There you go. There you go. I just sent it to you right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck, Mr. Bean was in, you know, the Black Adder was in fucking James Bond. He wasn't Black Adder. He was, um... He was, plays, he plays Black Adder. He has a TV show called Black Adder. Wasn't that Hugh Laurie? No. Hugh Laurie was in Black Adder. Oh, okay. He played the foppish prince. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah. So um. So we just saw the Terminator Genesis trailer. Yes. What do you Man, think? Well, I'm gonna be honest. I have one question. Who the hell sent Arnold? Okay. Just That's for a good the, question. You know, for the uninitiated who have not seen this, essentially it's a merging of the first movie and the second movie. That's what it appears to be, and a prequel thrown into it. And it looks like they recreate a lot of the famous scenes from the first movie. Right. I don't know and if you it know. Looks like, well, it looks like they've... Um, and it looks like there's a T-1000 coming back to kill Sarah Connor now. Yes. Which, in the original series, the T-1000 came back to kill John. That's right. And so now... Plus, it looks... Yeah, so we've got the T-1000 in there. And, and at first, the trailer looks like it's a reboot, just with giving you some more background in the future stuff. But then when Kyle arrives in the past, Sarah shows up to save him. And, and says the famous line, do come you with want me if you want to live. Exactly. Yeah, so so one of the interesting things here is like they even acknowledge it in the trailer that, you know, the time he sent you to is doesn't exist anymore. Things have been changed. So it's not quite a reboot as like they're really using the time travel aspect. Kind of like the way um uh, the new Star Trek movie did with um, exactly time, with time travel creating kind of an alternate universe type of thing. Yeah, it's a parallel universe now. Right. Okay. The question still begs, though, because we come across an elderly Arnold who I know reading into this, his name is Pops. Right. That's what she calls him. Yeah. Yeah. So, although I- you know what that that title though, it's still so stupid. Pops. No, no, I mean the Terminator Genesis subtitle. Oh, well, with the misspelled Genesis. What happened is apparently that has to do with the name of a company. Maybe, but still, it's just uh, it, every time I see it, it just it just sets my nerves on end. Well, 
You know what? Maybe they'll change it. You never know. I not probably not by now. Um, but anyway, we got some other news here. Um. Oh, should we talk about the Star Wars trailer first? We got yeah. Let's talk about. about the Star Wars trailer first. Absolutely. Okay. So, what do you think? I liked it. I mean, there's not much on there. I mean, it doesn't. And the only cutesy angle it does. So far, it doesn't look like George Lucas fucked with it. <laughs> well, know? he sold it to Disney, so yeah. Yeah, never right nostalgic. He's like cancer on childhoods. So <laughs> I, I think the only thing I see is that little robot is the only thing I can think of that. But that's it. You never know. Like I said, we don't know. I mean, there's just so right, much. Yeah. That, I mean, it's sort of like, you know, you're getting flashbacks from a party you had from five years ago. Like, well, what the fuck is this all about? And well, you know what's uh, – oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, the only, thing I, the only thing I see people talking about, the two things everybody seems to be talking about are three things. is one, the new look on the X-Wing fighters. Uh-huh. Two, that there's a black stormtrooper. Apparently, this is an issue for some people. Mm-hmm. And three, the new Sith lightsaber. That the, has little, the cross guard lifesaver. The cross guard lifesaver, which uh, a fencing guy or an engineering guy said he's better off having those little cross guards go at an angle versus uh, flat. Um, other than that, um, I, I, I think it looks interesting. I, I got a whole judgment on a lot of it because we just don't know. Though somebody did point out um, on io9.com that there's a fuckload of. Uh, concept pictures from the studio that got leaked and everything, and oh, it yeah. shows the same guy. So we know what the front of him looks like, sort of, holding mm-hmm. Vader's head or oh, his, okay. his charred helmet or what have you. And so right, some spe- and so some speculate that scene that we see at the end of the trailer of him in the force that he's an Endor trying oh, okay. to retrieve the body. Here's it, but here's the other thing: it's snowing, and so. Somebody said that perhaps Abrams, who's making the movie or directing mm-hmm. it, is actually going to play as it a way to appease the diehard fans. He's going to get rid of the Ewoks this way. <laughs> is there's this theory or a thing in the Star Wars? Well, not the actual official, but in the fandom called the yeah. uh, Endor Apocalypse, okay. where uh, basically. This guy who who does disaster or is it actual engineer or what have you said if a moon-like thing blew up that uh-huh. close to Endor, that Endor would essentially be facing a an extinction-level event. That there'd be a nuclear, oh, essentially okay. a volcanic winter. Okay. And well, if that set last scene is a Sith guy, because it's got to be a Sith. It's a red light. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, and it's fucking snowing in the middle of a fucking forest, and he isn't fucking Endor. You know, maybe the Ewoks are now the dinosaurs. Maybe, yeah. But you know what? Um, so, yeah, so first about the crossguard lightsaber. Apparently that's something from the expanded universe, from, like, the comics and the novels and that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, but one of the things that got me is that I saw a few people complaining online about it, saying, like, oh, how can they fight with that? If they fight the way that people have always fought with lightsabers, I'm like, well, it's a different lightsaber, so obviously not, they're not going to fight the same way. Yeah. But then the black stormtrooper has really gotten people up in arms. I Yeah, I'm like, hello. What well, if- first off, well, because one of the complaints I saw was, well, aren't they all clones? But they were all clones while Django Fett was alive because they needed him to make new clones. So after that, they couldn't have any more clones. 
Well, on t- well, you know what? I mean, you could still have the clones. I, you know, I mean, there's nothing stopping them from. Right. Actually, Plus, we don't know if the guy's actually a stormtrooper or if he's just wearing a stormtrooper uniform. I, exactly. We have no idea. I mean, look at in the original Star Wars movie. Hello, uh, Han Solo and Luke Skywalker actually uh, beat the crap out right. of stormtroopers just so they could uh, use their uh, what do you call it? Use their suits. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, it doesn't make a damn difference there. Right. Yeah, so I don't know. The trailer looks interesting. It's it's just not an like I'm I'm not as big of a Star Wars fan as a lot of people. So I mean, it looks cool, but it's not enough to get me like as pumped as everyone else is. Okay. But well, um, let's see what else we got here. I mean, honestly, the the Age of Ultron trailer got me much more excited. Well, that looks good too. Yeah. Or you know what? The Jurassic World trailer. You know, I got a problem with this movie. Okay. I, I I will admit I am going to see it because I like Chris. What's his face? Evans, Chris right? Pratt. Chris Pratt. Okay. Evans is Captain America. I'm sorry about that. You know, what I think. <laughs> so, anyways, I I am still I'm still going to watch the movie, but mm. I have to ask myself on a fundamental, logical level. Given that you may want to edit that background noise out, by the way. Um, okay. Given. The fact that this is an official sequel mm-hmm. to the remaining three, right? You would have thought that people would have learned their fucking lesson <laughs> from not just the first movie, but the preceding two sequels. It's like mm-hmm. we don't learn nothing. Fuck it. We're going to start from scratch, and we're going to use your technology, and we're still going to build a goddamn. Uh, a theme park, and we're still going to bring kids into it. The hell with it! Oh, and on top of that, to add to the chutzpah, we're going to genetically engineer e- the equivalent of the lizard from Spider-Man. <laughs> okay, you would have thought maybe this is a bad idea making dinosaurs. Yeah, but pretty much all of sci-fi is based on that, though. Yeah, I know, but uh, I'm just saying on a fundamental level, mm-hmm. you would think. They would learn their stupid lesson. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, um, we got some other stuff here. Uh, DC or Warner Brothers has announced the cast of the Suicide Squad movie. Now I have issues with this, too. Yeah. So let's go over the cast first. We've got Will Smith playing Deadshot. Uh, Tom Hardy playing Rick Flagg. Margot Robbie playing Harley Quinn. Jai Courtney playing uh, Boomerang. Kara, I'm going to mispronounce this name, Delavine as Enchantress. And Jared Leto as the Joker. See, why, why do you need the Joker? Is he the Joker going to be part of the Suicide Squad or is he the villain? It uh, doesn't say. All it says, it doesn't say if he's the, but I'm, I'm pretty sure what this is going to do is, here's what I think happened. Warner Brothers didn't trust Suicide Squad without a well-known character, so they put the Joker in the cast as a, as a reason for that. That's dumb. I agree. That I, is so. I'm pretty it, sure, and it's not. And it's not that I don't think anybody but Heath Ledger can play the Joker because it was going to be recast eventually. But I just don't think Suicide Squad is a good place for the Joker. Oh no, no. And listen, you got to listen just for the sake of pleasing fans, or you know. To continue mm. the character's existence, you're gonna have to have somebody right, play right. the Joker. I mean, it's just 
You can't die just because an actor goes. Otherwise, there would, an actor either gives up the role or dies. But otherwise, shit, there'd be no James Bond movies. Right. Exactly. You know. And you know who's to say you know that only it's going to uh, well anyways. And then um, plus Will Smith is Deadshot. I don't really know about that. I you know I'm sh- these are all good actors. Okay. Yeah, but I think Will Smith's problem, though, and we talked about this with Denzel Washington, is that he stopped acting in his movies, and he just basically plays Will Smith. Well, that's what I was about to get at. And it's the same thing with um, George Clooney. George Clooney doesn't play a character. He just plays George Clooney in that situation. Right. Okay? And like I said, these are all good actors. The problem is it's their actors who are going to overshadow the roles in the movie. Okay. Right. Now, at least in the case of Smith. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, nobody, not so much Jared Leto, unless, you know, you really follow the guy. Uh, right. But you could say, well, what about Avengers? First off, or, or Iron Man. You could almost make the case for Iron Man, but really. Uh, what's his face pulls it off really well with Tony Stark because it just happens Tony Stark and the actor that plays him have a very similar personality. Right, exactly. So I mean, it just works well, like a hand and glove type of situation. Right. Uh, we don't know what the story is or the personalities are for these characters in the Suicide Squad, and frankly, once again, missed opportunity here. They should. Mm-hmm. I don't know why the WB just doesn't use their TV properties. It's like with right. the Justice League; they're going with a different actor for the Flash and what have you. You already have uh, a dead shot. Yeah, and he's done an awesome job. Okay, you are exactly in. Well, well we can go into the latest episode of the Flash. Uh, not the Flash. The uh, uh, the crossover. Arrow. Yeah, with, yeah, the with Boomerang. With Boomerang. I mean, the jury's still out on it, but that guy seemed like a son of a bitch, too. That would have been good. Right. You oh, know? yeah, definitely. And as for um, oh, Harlequin, okay, I'll give you that because she hasn't been shown yet on anything outside of a cartoon. She had a, she had a cameo in the Arrow episode with the Suicide Squad. She did where? Yeah, she was, uh, she was one of the – remember um, – she met there's a, there's a woman who's, who's locked in one of the cells and she mentions that she's a psychiatrist or something or oh that's right that yeah. was Harley Quinn yeah but the thing is this that that actually that, that's the only scene you have her in so I mean that's an unknown right yeah, yeah yeah so I'm willing to give the studio on that one but as for the joke she also she also appeared in the Birds of Prey TV show yeah but. Well, I, mean, I never seen the Birds of Prey, so I can't really... Don't, do don't. It was god-awful. Okay, and so this is why I think they're not going to use her. Okay. They're using her in the Suicide Squad movie. They're using the same actress? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. So, you know, but here they're just not leveraging the TV again, and I think, you know, was it was that stroke ever a member of that, by the way? Um, he's been associated with them. I'm not sure if he's ever actually been a member or not, though. Okay, I, I've always wondered if that was the case. Um, all right. Um, um I'm looking up right now. To see, I mean, in the uh, Arkham Origins game, at the end of that, uh, I think Amanda Waller came up to him. 
Okay, Deathstroke has been a member of the new Suicide Squad from 2014. Okay, well, you know, we have that excellent actor from Arrow who yeah. did a good job as Deathstroke. They could have used that. You know, but like you said, I, you know, what the problem is this is you have all studio executives who are not fans of the show or not fans mm-hmm. of the – they don't know anything about the comic per se. Right. Or they don't know anything about the whole comic book world, but they know about certain characters mm-hmm. only because of, you know, tangentially or, or on the surface. Oh, I know who the Joker – everybody knows who the fuck the Joker is. Right. Okay, so they figure, okay, like you said early on, known quantities. Mm-hmm. Or, 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 you know, I don't know. I just – this. I don't like the way they're running this. Yeah. All right, well, we got some good news to end the news section on. Okay. Uh, first off, looks like Ryan Reynolds is uh, signing on to return as Deadpool in the movie. Okay. And uh, – which, you know, we knew it was going to happen anyway. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, Tim Miller is set to direct the film. The script is being written by Zombieland writers Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick. Uh, and they're going to start filming, it looks like, in March. Okay. Now, is he going to... And gonna... uh, the release date is February 12th, 2016. I got a question for you. Okay. Is this going to be the same Deadpool that was in that one X-Men movie? It doesn't say. Um, we So far, we don't know if they're going to ignore that. I think... I'm pretty sure they're just going to ignore that, though. I mean, okay. it's still going to be the same actor, because it's Ryan Reynolds coming back. Yeah. But I think they're going to ignore what they did to him in uh, X-Men Origins. Okay. I, I just wonder about that, you know? I think they're ignoring the entire X-Men Origins, aren't they? I think so, yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, we've also got uh, Kristen Ritter has been cast as uh, Jessica Jones in the upcoming Netflix series. Okay, cool. And um, Mike Coulter is going to be playing Luke Cage in that series as well. He's going to be in seven of the planned 13 episodes. And then it look, uh, hasn't been confirmed yet, but it's pretty much guaranteed that Coulter will then play the character in the Luke Cage series, too. Well, that's great. You know, Netflix has got a couple of great shows coming out. Right. Are you looking forward so, to any um, of them? Oh, I'm looking forward to all four of them. We got Daredevils uh, coming out first, and then Jessica Jones will be next, then Luke Cage and Iron Fist, and then all four will lead into a Defenders miniseries. And how does um, that play into the larger, uh, what do they call it now? Marvel Cinematic Universe? Yes, thank you. I don't think there's any, like, well, I think it's going to be in the same universe, I don't, but... I don't think there's any going to be like any crossover type things or anything like that. It's going to it'll it'll probably be kind of like Agents of Shield where there might be some stuff mentioned, but in general it'll kind of be on its own. Because the main cinematic universe mostly focuses on like the earth-shattering cosmic type of stuff and these Netflix shows are more street level. Okay. I can see that. That, that seems right. Um now I haven't seen anything Coulter's been in. Uh, I was hoping for Terry Crews to play Luke Cage. Well, you know, well, let's see how he does. Uh, well, he looks the part, I'll say that. And anyone's better than Tyrese Gibson. <laughs> who was linked to the role for a very long time, so I'm glad he's out. And But Kristen Ritter, she's awesome. You know, you know what she's been in, right? No. 
she was um uh she was the junkie girlfriend on um uh Breaking Bad. Oh. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the one Walt killed. Yeah, no, no, I remember that. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, that was horrible, the way she went. I mean, he just let oh, her yeah. do... Well, he just basically let her drown in her old vomit. Right, yeah, yeah. And then, um, and big news to close this section up, Marvel confirms Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. So that's official now. That's official. That's official. You know what I learned about him? Uh, he was proposed as one of the folks to be Doctor Who in the studio. Oh, really? In the studio. I'm not making this up. And apparently from what I heard, the studio says, nah, he can't handle this type of... Because he's known as... <laughs> they said he's known, well, he's known as Doctor... Uh, as Sherlock Holmes. Right. In the UK. And so, uh, you know, there's no, he can't handle fantasy. <laughs> and so, yeah, there you go. Well, when Doctor Strange hits it big at the box office, they're going to be kicking themselves. Oh, they're going to be like, ah, we fucked up here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, it's just like when, um, you know, years ago, uh, I think Josh Whedon wanted to do. Um, no, no, it wasn't that. It was uh, Sam Raimi. Years ago, he wanted to do a, a Batman movie. Right? And Warner Brothers said, no, you're not well-known enough. And then he goes on to do the Spider-Man movies. He showed them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Josh Whedon, when um, he was supposed to do Wonder Woman, and then Warner Brothers never went through with it, and then now he goes on to do Avengers, and he's kicking Warner Brothers' asses. Well, once again, Warner Brothers, uh, seriously, they really have a fucking problem here. Yeah. You well, know. anyway, we like we said, we've beaten that horse. I know. Um, so anyway, anything else? What's Gotham been like? Are you still watching that train wreck? I'm still watching the train. It's actually gotten a little better. And uh, rumor has it. Are Gordon and Bullock still the dumbest cops in the world? No, they broke that team up. Are they? But are they still the dumbest cops in the world? <sighs> well... <laughs> Actually, I mean, there may be a competitor to that, but I don't want to spoil it for you. I'm but not going to watch the show. I don't care. Let me say this. Well, he, all right. Well, then spoil it. Gordon becomes a security guard at Arkham. So the, the entire second season is not going to focus on Arkham Asylum. You know, so it's not going to be so much. I, well, it's still Gotham, but um, they killed off a. You know, here's the thing is this is a show that. Could very well it's on the, just one ingredient. It's like a soup that's just missing one single ingredient from being a great soup. You know, I, I, they got to change the chef. Uh huh. You know, they, they, I mean, I, I I'll be honest. I like the show. I know it's not the world's greatest. Okay, it's not the world's greatest, but I think by season two. It's going to take care of itself, or it's going to start to. I, I, you know, Fox is, is. I don't think they're going to want to get rid of it, given they want to milk the upcoming soul superhero thing. Then again, we don't know. I mean, they did kill off Terminator, Sarah Connor Chronicles. Right. So 
I wouldn't put nothing past Fox, but at the same time, I hope they don't cancel. I know you don't like it. I I, I know you think it's the equivalent to scurvy on television. <laughs> okay, but I think it has the potential with the right showrunner mm-hmm. and, and 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 the right people behind it. The actors. I, a lot of people hate the show because when you see Gotham, they want to have something like The Flash, is what I'm being told. Right. They want the superhero thing. And the way the show is, is developing slowly is you're starting to see the, the, the development or the arrival of these type of crazy people. See, and that's my thing, is that I wanted it to be a cop show. But it's just they kept – Fox wants it both ways, basically. They want to do a cop series set in the superhero universe, but they also want the superhero stuff, too. So they're trying to find this weird mishmash between the two, and it's not really – and it, for me, at least, it didn't really work. Well, most of the villains, outside of the balloon guy, you know, or these things, most of the – I have to tell you, the second half of the season did not even involve these these and supervillains at all. Did not. Are they, do they still have the the really obvious Easter eggs? No, they kind of quit on it. There was only one, I would say, and it was they ended up in this uh, underworld uh, where these kids hang out and what have you. And um, we learned more about uh, Poison Ivy, and and, uh, she's just nuts, okay, and all this stuff. But And, and of course, Catwoman hangs out with Bruce Wayne at the end of the season, in a sense. Well, it's it's like she's here's the thing. Well, end of the season is the season's not over yet. I thought it, no, it's, it's over. I thought it has a twenty two. It's over. I thought it had twenty two episodes. No, yeah, it'll come back later on with uh, in, the, in the spring. So and it, oh, okay, I see. It is so. The thing is, this the way they set it up is Harvey Dent is uh, he's not two faced in this. He actually plays it as Harvey Dent. Is he an adult in this? He's an adult. What the fuck? He's a young man. Well, no, he's like an up-and-coming DA. He's a young... Yeah, but Bruce Wayne is still a little kid. <laughs> One sec, look at... You and I both know, at the long run, they're not going to play this whole goddamn series out with him becoming a Batman. No, I, I know, but still, I mean, like, you think about it this way, and basically you were going to have Batman fighting a whole bunch of geriatric villains. Well, once again... Um, I can't speak to – you're right. You're absolutely right. But at the same time, I think they're trying to figure out who the fuck – it goes back – It's going to be about – it's going to be about 15 or 20 years before Bruce Wayne becomes Batman. Right. But And so by that point, you know, you're going to have like Harvey Dent. Two-Face is going to be like in his 40s. Two-Face. And um, uh, the Rid- – huh? The Riddler will be will be t- t- uh, in his forties or fifties. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I mean, no wonder Batman can beat the shit out of all of them. They, yeah. all, they all need to be in a retirement home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how he. Well, that's his secret. Now you know his fucking secret. Uh, uh, Batman only beats up the elderly. Batman only beats up the elderly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so the. Uh, but the thing is, you have um, Harvey Dent pins. Uh, the cat girl as the mm. witness of the what you might call it. So now all the mafia the Wayne murders. People, yeah, thank you. The Wayne murders, and so and they explain why people are going nuts because they said because Wayne was such an upstanding guy. They figure if these people can get killed, you know, we're all fucked. 
And so, you know, so let's go bananas. I don't know how that really justifies dressing up. That doesn't make – so wait. So basically the death of the Waynes causes some mass psychosis in Gotham? I mean that's just – They're sort of starting to play that, but – like I said, it's it's really weird. And so – but the thing is this. The entire action has been more like um, The Sopranos. Okay. Okay. Though – Just with very stupid characters. With very stupid characters. <laughs> and I have to say the mob violence, mm-hmm. like there's a scene – where they kind of recreate that famous scene in the Goodfellas, uh, not Goodfellas, um, the Untouchables. You remember that uh-huh. one scene where everybody's at dinner table and Al Al, um, Al Capone Al Capone has got that baseball bat, and he says, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." They essentially recreate that, but without the baseball bat, just use guns. Okay. And they kind of like off-screen kill one of his one of the his lieutenants, like. Really, mm-hmm. you know. So, so yeah. Uh, like I said, this show's got a lot of work to do, but I got a suspicion that by season two, because right now that show's being run by the same people who are, I think, being putting together Suicide Squad. They, they, uh, they kind of know the material. You know what I mean? Right. They're like saying, "Hey, you work for us here. Figure this out." And the guy basically went to a comic book store and figured out. Let me know. Can you go? You know, imagine you don't know shit about Batman except you know who Batman is and you know who the Joker is. And the studio exec tells you, you better fucking get this show going. So you go into a comic book store and you say to yourself, can you teach me about Batman? Well, here are the main characters. Bam, that's all I need to know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's what you're you know what I've You know what I started uh, watching recently? Uh, the Blacklist. Is that good? Yeah, it's pretty good. Like, I saw the first two episodes during the first season on Hulu a while back, and I didn't quite like it. Uh, I didn't quite get into it, but then it's on Netflix. The first season's on Netflix now, and I'd heard a lot of good things about it, so I decided to jump into where I left off. So I picked up with, like, the third episode, and, yeah, it's really good. James Spader is friggin' awesome on it. You know, I, I, I haven't seen it for the dumbest reason in the world. What's that? Um, for starters, I'm used to seeing him with on that one law show with um, um, oh what the hell, Captain Kirk. Uh, law and Order? No, not Law and Order. Oh, Boston Legal. Boston Legal. And so I keep thinking, okay, he's got the swagger, but here in America, mm-hmm. when they first introduced the show, because they had a thing about a fall TV lineup. Yeah. Um, they had the guy from, uh, Will and Grace, the overly gay guy, what's his name? Oh, Christ. Uh. I never watched Well, anyways, they, they have a character who, I mean, he is gay. I got nothing against gay, so nobody started thinking that. Uh, but he plays it very stereotypical. Mm-hmm. And NBC introduced a show with him. They had a, uh-huh. like a, a special, they called it a special. And, well, the guy was basically introducing all the shows this way. Right. So, but it led me to believe that this was not even a serious show. I didn't know. That I thought, I, I'm honest, I honestly thought it was some kind of comedy show. Oh, okay. I see. And so I did not realize until now, no, wait, this is a fucking serious show. Yeah, it's really good. So I, I'm going to have to, re- like you, I wanted to catch up on watching that. 
yeah, check it up on uh, Netflix. I'm almost done with the first season now. I've got like two episodes left. I'm going to watch those today. I will. Uh, but yeah, it's really good. It's really entertaining. And, you know, it's getting me really fired up for a James Spader as Ultron. Well, that that, that was a good uh, trailer. Did you mm. see that? They're all in the apartment balcony and kicking back. <laughs> and you know, and did you, you saw this, right, this trailer? I showed it to you. Oh yeah, the look—the look, the look <laughs> on Thor's face when it looked like for a moment there that Captain America could pick up the hammer. Yeah. I mean, like, wait, wait a minute, what the fuck's this guy up to? Okay, so now let's talk about tonight's feature presentation: Guardians of the Galaxy. Ah, uh, I just saw this for the third time, believe it or not. Yeah. And I got. Do you do you uh, you pick up the copy of it? No, no. My local theater actually was running a lunch special. I was. Oh, cool. I went to the hospital, and then they said you have to wait a couple hours for results or a test. And Golf Mail Theater, and it's not even listed on their website too. So we went to go grab really? something to eat. I just have to notice because you walk in that entrance. Oh, they got a special lunch special. So and it happened to be Guardians of the Galaxy or some Korean movie, your choice that I don't know about. <laughs> so I picked the Guardians of the Galaxy. In my mind, that was a, that was where we saw it together too, wasn't it? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. And so uh, it, once again, it was a great movie. Mm-hmm. You know, a great popcorn stuffer, you could say. And so, yeah. you want to start, or how do you want to do this? Um, well, do we want to give some background on the comics first? Well, I'm not familiar with because we both because we both know different versions of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, I I have I, I'm familiar with the versions of Guardians of the Galaxy that involve Vance Astro and Yandu with a different Yandu, but I see how cleverly they did it in the movie, uh, where he goes to a thousand years in the future under a ragtag people trying to fight the Badoon and what have you. Mm-hmm. Now, there was also, this has, does not involve Groot. This does not involve Rocket mm-hmm. or anybody else. So it's, a, it's, it's almost a completely different than what folks are familiar with. Mm-hmm. And you know the one that everybody now knows about. Right, yeah. So this version is, um, a, about a few years back, Marvel did a crossover to kind of uh, boost up their um, their cosmic characters, which had been kind of dormant for about ten years or so, yeah. and it was called Annihilation. And out of the Annihilation event, they created uh, a team of superheroes to operate in space. And this was a modern day version of Guardians of the Galaxy, whereas the first one was set in the future. Yeah. And so this one featured all the characters we see in the movie. So you've got Star Lord, Gamora, Rocket, Groot, and Drax. Then there are also other characters like Adam Warlock was on it, uh, Mantis, uh, the new Quasar was on it, who's the daughter of um, Marvel, the original Captain Marvel, right? And uh, uh, a bunch of other characters too. And this version of Drax was actually changed a lot from how he used to be in the comics, um, because Drax used to be kind of like a, I don't know, maybe you know more about this than I do, because I'm not familiar with the. Uh, with the cosmic side of the comics, but I believe Drax used to be more of like a Superman level character. He used to be a lot more powerful. Oh yeah, no, the, the, the original Drax the Destroyer. You know, originally, uh, I believe that at some point he was also a. I don't want to say a villain, uh, but he was more like. Um, how do I put it? Uh, 
kind of like an antagonist. Yeah, kind of thing. like like yeah. like yeah, an antihero, I guess you could say. Yeah. And uh, he originally appeared in Captain Marvel, I believe, is, is what I, I think here. And he, like I said, I mean the background story is actually very similar. Family mm-hmm. was killed. And what have you. I mean, it's, the same, it's actually the same background, only this guy, right. like you said, this guy was more like a, like a fucking Terminator, a cosmic Terminator. He, would, right. he, was also, he was also from Earth originally. That's right. He was. Yeah. But His daughter did survive, though. She's Moon Dragon, I believe. That's right. That's right. Uh, but he is like some kind of a walking death machine. Right. And he would have never been in that prison. No. I mean, he had even different powers, I believe. I, I can't quite – you have to forgive me. It, it was uh, such a long time ago. But I know he I know he used to shoot energy. That I remember. Yeah, I believe he had – I'm looking it up right now. I know he had energy blasts. Um, yeah, initially included superhuman strength, stamina, and resistance to physical injury, as well as the ability to project concussive blasts of energy – of cosmic energy from his hands. He can also travel at high speeds in outer space and hyperspace without air, food, or water. And he possessed the ability to sense the presence of Thanos across vast distances. That's a, that's a big difference to the one we saw. And then he was – well, then um, then he apparently died and he was resurrected. And then his physical powers became even, in, even greater. But he suffered severe mental disability. Um uh, is, let me ask you this. But then, and then in the comics, uh-huh. he was changed. So it was just before Annihilation. Uh, he went through a physical change, resulting in a much smaller physical form. Uh, his superhuman physical powers greatly reduced to level comparable to those of his original form, and the loss of his energy projection and flight capabilities. Okay. But his intellect returned to its original level, and he took a liking to using knives in battle. Okay, see, that's a little... Uh, yeah, and I, I like forgive me, but I, I wasn't super familiar with him that much. But I know about that other stuff. I remember that, and yeah. I remember basically the way I would describe him was he was an intergalactic Frank Castle, and all the monsters were Thanos. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know that's the best way I could think of it. He, you know, where his, the Punisher was going after every criminal. He just wanted he had a want. You know who he was like. You ever seen the movie Payback with Mel Gibson or the original '60s version, or instead, one of the other two? Payback. Um, with, there was oh yeah, with Mel yeah, Gibson. Yeah. Well, anyways, the basis of the whole movie was this guy gets cheated out of sixty-four grand. They tried to kill him. Seven grand. Was it seven? No, not. It was seven. It was seven grand because that's. At least in the Mel Gibson version, it was. No, it had to be more than seven thousand dollars. No, it was seven because that was one of the running jokes of the movie. Okay, well, 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 well the fact because remember, there's the there's the one guy he goes after and he says, "Tell him it's seven thousand. Like seven thousand, my suits are worth more than that." Yeah, that's right with the alligator suits. That's right. Yeah, I remember. Okay, well, it, you know, anyways, this guy only had one focus to go after mm. these people to get his fucking money. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. You're right. It was seventy thousand. It had to be more than seven G's. So, anyways, uh, same thing here. Drax had only one, one thing, and it was he didn't care if the Iron Man got in front of him, you know, which you know, or or the or anybody else. 
He was right. going to go after Thanos. Right. You know, because he was that type of character who he'd be willing to destroy entire planets with people on it just to make sure Thanos was dead. Right, yeah. So we have him in this movie, and we've got, uh, like, for me, uh, in the in the series, like, one of the reasons I first checked out the series was because Rocket Raccoon was in it. Mm-hmm. And it's just – I had never known anything about Rocket Raccoon before that, but it just seemed like such a really zany, awesome character. So I checked out the title, and it was really good. And it was written by the same guys who did the Annihilation event, uh, Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning. So they kind of created this new Guardians of the Galaxy from the Marvel Universe. And after the success of the Avengers – Marvel announced that one of their next movies they were going to do was Guardians of the Galaxy. And at first, everybody thought it was a joke. They didn't believe it? No, because nobody expected... The comic had never done well. You know, I think the longest it ever lasted was like 25 issues or something. I don't know about the original series from the 90s, but I know the new one only lasted like 25 issues. Did they ever bring it back after the movie? Oh, it came back right before the movie, actually. Okay. Yeah, with um, Brian Bendis writing it now. And it's pretty much exactly the same cast of the movie. Okay. Um, I want to say it came back in 2012, so about a year before the movie. It was part of their whole Marvel Now relaunch of their comics. All right. Yeah. But yeah, so... Um, uh, people were really skeptical about this movie. Everyone expected it to be like the next John Carter and it was going to be a huge flop and, you know, because the characters were unknown and all that, this kind of stuff. So what do you think of it, Johnny? Well, it's an all-around, I got to say, it's an all-around fun film. And it reminded me of... When I was a kid in the 1980s, watching a 1980s cartoon. That is the best way I can put it. Yeah, you know, yeah, definitely. It, like the old Ghostbusters or the Ninja Turtles of 1990 there. Um, or this... Uh, Let's start in the 80s. A Marvel Super... Uh, well, back in the 80s, you know, you had the G.I. Joe, you had He-Man. It was in a way like watching the old He-Man cartoons. Okay. Right. And and, and what's his face? The uh, Ronan. Is it Ronan or Rowan? They accuse. I can never remember. Ronan. Okay. And Ronan was essentially Skeletor. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and, and you had these. The whole setup was like watching a long, really good He-Man cartoon. You know, <laughs> and you enjoyed it. I mean, the character development was very good. It, it, you know, it was put together. I mean, I'm no movie buff in the sense that I can go into technicals about movies. I'm really stupid when it comes to things like that. So, I mean, you're more of the cinematic guy than I am. But to me, it uh, seemed as a, as a story. It was one of those things that you could just tell that if an old man was telling a story to his grandkids, sit down, I'm going to tell you a story. It seemed like that it was very well put together. From yeah. scene to scene, sequence to sequence, nothing was almost out of place, you know? And, I mean, the only other question you could only ask yourself is, why didn't Yandu ever deliver the kid? Right. That's the only thing. And, and I'll tell you, my mother brought up something because she was with me. Brought up mm-hmm. an interesting question. You know, 
what about the family he left behind? That, you know, yeah. you have to ask yourself that because if I was the parent, I would be freaking out. Here I lost my daughter and now the kid on the same night. Yeah. Think yeah. about that for a second. And like, oh, man, Ron, you know, you got to go back to drinking. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, but the story, you know, Groot, I would say, is the glue here. Yeah. I mean, here you have that one scene where Rocket, who you could, in a way, make off like he's the fucking Orko of the mm-hmm. uh, of the whole universe there, but he's right. not. Right. Okay. Rocket represents. I don't want to just say the little guy, but physically the little guy who gets ignored. But he more mm-hmm. represents the one that you look at him. And you don't take him seriously. Yet he's the guy actually with the real brains in the whole outfit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't see him coming. That's the thing. Right. You don't see him coming with his mind. I mean, Absolutely. when he and it's funny how, in a way, him and Groot work in the same way that Oral and Hardy or um. I'll, you know, Laurel and Hardy, not Oral and Hardy. Right. Um, excuse me. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with me here. Um, or, or other, or, you know, these, these, these combos you used to see, like um, Bob, Hope, and that other guy, mm-hmm. you know, that, 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 those movies, those, or here, better yet, sort of like, to give you a modern equivalent, uh, Stewie and Brian from Family Guy. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely. the same mechanics. And here you have that one scene where you – I mean the two work well with each other, but one tries very hard to please the other. And you know, mm-hmm. on a lot of – a lot of setups like that, it either fails spectacularly. You know, like the writer tries – like oh, you just end up hating the guy trying to please the other person. But in right. this instance, it works out very well. And I, like case in point – Rocket's talking about the prison break. Here's what he needs. I need, you know, I need this little doodad or this gizmo. And Groot just goes out and does it. <laughs> you know, and, you know, taking and Rocket doesn't see it coming. And you would think by now that they would get it. But you know, in the same way, Groot may be in a way Rocket's lackey, but he doesn't exactly 100. Uh, percent You get the picture that, in a subtle sense. That not only does Groot tolerate, I think, love the group, he obviously does. Okay? Mm-hmm. For him to make that sacrifice, he does at the end of the movie. But right. Groot himself, with relations to Rocket, he, he also doesn't take his shit. Like, there's that scene early on where he's telling, where Rocket's telling Groot, don't drink the water. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and he still drinks the fucking water. He's like, you know, you ain't the boss of me. I mean, I'm going to help you out here and I love you to death. But don't fucking tell me how to live my life. Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then the other characters, you know, oh, God, what's her name? Uh, Gamora. Gamora. A lot of these other ones, I mean, we just talked about Drax. Mm-hmm. But really the three characters of the team is Chris Pratt and Rocket and Groot. You could literally mm-hmm. interchange Gamora and Drax with any other Marvel character. Uh, I'd agree with you with Gamora, but I think Drax is a bit more. Uh, I, I think Gamora is really the weak link in the team, but I think uh, 
but Drax, I think, is a really strong. You okay? Small, but component. definitely Gamora. You can replace. I'm not saying she's awful or anything of the sort. I'm, no, she's just very kind of generic. I mean, in an odd way, like I said, she's just a stand-in in a way. I know she's. Mm. I, I mean, I haven't read the new comic. She's part of the team in the comic book, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, they're together, and it it gel. It's sort of like. Um, and my mom made this recommendation. The movie reminded her of Police Academy. <laughs> okay, I mean, if you and, and, and I got to thinking, and my mom's actually smart on this because uh-huh. you know, if you look, at, I actually ended up watching the original Police Academy also the same week because uh-huh. that's how she thought of it. So you know, and that original team was also looked down upon because nobody in, uh-huh. in Guardians of the Galaxy thought that Chris Pratt's team wasn't going to accomplish shit. Right. Okay, they're fuck-ups. And, you know, you mm. see this with a lot of movies or, like, with the Bad News Bears. I don't know if you've ever watched any Bad News Bears movie. No, I don't okay, think so. Okay, for the uninitiated, they're about a team of losers <laughs> or misfits in the uh, junior baseball league. Okay? Mm-hmm. And the setup's actually quite the same. Okay. Right. I mean, the, the, the other baseball team ain't threatening to blow up the earth or nothing. But I'm just saying. You know? <laughs> but I mean, they're a bunch of assholes, and they got right. some really powerful uh, bully kids and what have you. And the same thing here. Ronan's got his uh, team, and, you right. know. Which, by the way, Ronan, I never, never figured. Out, I, I, you know, I was amazed who played him. Was the dude? Oh, Lee Pace. Yeah. Which you know, you don't when you see him in other shit. You don't picture him as Ronan. I'm sorry. You just don't. You know? Yeah. Because um, you mentioned this to me when we saw it, and I, I completely blanked on it. What did you say he was in before? Oh, Christ. Hold on. Let me look that up one more thing because I'm having a fucking brain fart here. <laughs> Lee Bass, right? Lee Pace. P-A-C-E. Like the bus. Oh, like the bus, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's how I know you're from Illinois, pal. <laughs> or at least in, you know, or Northwest Burbs. Hold on, he was in uh, obviously The Hobbit, but let's see here. Uh, uh, give me a second. Give me a second. Pushing Daisies. That's the series. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the one. He plays a pie guy. I mean, completely, completely milk toast. Like I said, that's the only thing I knew him from. Was was mm-hmm. it like holy fuck? And he, he plays a son of a bitch. Yeah. You know, but actually, you should see him in Halt and Catch Fire. I mean, he's good in that, too. But anyways, mm-hmm. yeah, you have Ronan. He's the heavy, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have Yandu, who's sort of like the chaotically good or neutral evil or what I... Now, I, wa- I wanted to ask you about Yandu because you're familiar with the character from the comic. Right. So um, how different was he oh, from the comics? very different. Though I will say this. He does retain the same blue skin, and he does yeah. have a mohawk. So I don't know what the fuck kind of that thing was on top of his head. That was a mohawk. It looked like it was, it would look like it was some sort of like cybernetic thing. Right. That's definitely – because in the comic book, in, in the one I'm familiar with, mm-hmm. he's more like an alien version of a Native American. He's got okay. the bow and arrow, which the arrows do the same thing. They can fly by yeah. his command, by like whispering? Yeah, they do the same fucking okay. thing. Only, 
Does he have a? Does he still have a bow? He he has a bow though. Okay. He's got to launch him with a bow. He doesn't does the whistling or the because he's got a quiver. He's got a he, he's got a right, with right. a bunch of different. He's sort of like a intergalactic Hawkeye. Okay. Okay. But and in this, he's more space Merle. Oh yeah, no, this, this one he's uh, yeah space Merle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good uh, um, uh, uh, Walking Dead reference there. So <laughs> it's like he plays a redneck. You know, it's funny that actor was on Archer. Was on Archer. Really? Yes, he was on. Who do you play on Archer? He played a a, a redneck sheriff. There is. Oh, okay. A, and uh, they're in this. Then it's that episode where everybody goes, well, "What's that guy with the mustache who's always getting his legs oh. broken?" Ray? Ray. They go to Ray's town. Oh yeah, I remember that episode. Okay, now. so you know who I'm talking about. The yeah, yeah. Sheriff yeah. is the same actor. Oh wow! I gotta watch that again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was a good episode. That was a good episode, and it, it turns out the bully was because he was bullying him because he liked him or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. anyways, uh, uh, um, in real life, if you ever met the guy, I mean, I've never met him, but they've shown mm-hmm. him off camera so many. Like, he's on an episode of MythBusters. Yeah, I don't know. Do you ever see this episode? No, no, okay, I never seen Busters. They do a whole thing on the zombie apocalypse, mm-hmm. and he's the biggest fucking dork in the universe. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he's a nerd, but I mean, I, I got a feeling prior to his role as Merle, he, 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 I mean, the guy has definitely been typecasted in the past. Yeah. But I think with The Walking Dead, it sort of opened him to new shit. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's very. I mean, there's not much you can really do with him. You know, I mean, right. I mean, even as fucking Yondu, he's Merle Dixon with blue skin yeah. and stuff. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, but still, um, mm-hmm. Merle Dixon was a lot more aggressive. Well, now that I think about it, wait a minute here. You mm-hmm. know, well, Merle, well, and we can go on about Merle, but Yondu is definitely, it's a different Yondu. Yeah, as yeah. I recall, I, I, I think not too much. And so somebody correct me here. But I believe Yandu really wasn't that much of a fan of technology. Uh, I don't, I don't know because I don't, I didn't see it in the, I didn't read the comics. Right, not the, not the one that Yandu was in. Yeah, so I mean, don't hold me to that. Don't, don't mm-hmm. hold me to that. And they didn't have Drax to destroy in that original Guardians of the Galaxy. They had um, a guy. Remember, all most of like all the characters except for Yandu, hailed from a planet. Uh, in mm. the solar system, right? And uh, instead of Drax, they had a dude from Jupiter who uh-huh. was like big and strong. I mean, he looked like uh, he was that a uh, Charlie Twenty Seven. I think that was him. Yeah, okay. and, I know some of the char- like I know some of their names and stuff right. like that, but I'm not. But I never really read the comic. Right. And, and instead of Gamora, they had a young lady from I want to say Venus or Mercury. We had fired. Is that, a, is that Alita or no? That's oh gosh, else. I don't remember. It's been twenty years since I read the comic, but I remember what they look like. And, and so, and but then they added in another character, who the big reveal was she was the last remaining scroll. Hmm. Okay. I'm looking up the characters right now in the okay, original comic. Okay. Good. Good. Because yeah, help me out here. Uh, but I remember. I remember that. And oh, there's a. Isn't it interesting? Going back to Drax, 
there is a very good I, I'm on Wikipedia I, I was looking up some- yeah okay so um here were the uh here are the characters in the original Guardians of the Galaxy they had um uh Major Vance Astro yeah. who was also called Major Victory and he was also um and he's in the modern day Marvel universe too he's Justice mhm and he was Mar- he used to be Marvel Boy with the New Warriors now he's called Justice and they had Charlie Twenty Seven, um, uh, Martin X, Yandu, Starhawk, Nikki, Aleda Ogord. Uh, oh, Firelord was in them. Okay, Firelord, Replica, Talon. Uh, they had the second Yellow Jacket, Rita Damara. She came to the future and she joined the team. And then there was. Uh, Hollywood, who used to be Wonder Man in the modern-day Marvel Universe. Uh, Mainframe uh, used to be the Vision. Uh, A version of the Phoenix, Replica, and a Spirit of Vengeance. A ghostwriter from the alternate future. Mm. Yeah, so, I mean, it was different. But obviously, the whole backstory to that was it involved... The Badoon originally taking right. over, or and, and then they changed that too to some kind of narcotic. I remember uh, then there was something about a narcotic taking over, like a big drug mm. craze and some stupid crazy stuff like that. Like okay, yeah, that, that whole <laughs> no, no, seriously, because it left the cities barren, and the, there was this uh, essentially you know when they got back to Earth, and what it did was it made. Uh, New York City uh, gang turf war between the Punishers and uh, somebody else. I forgot who. Punishers, as in like a group? There was there a group, was a whole influence? cult. Okay. A whole cult okay. based off around Frank Castle. Okay, cool. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got the, you know, I, I found the series um, digitally, so I think I'm going to have to read through it eventually at some point. It's interesting. I have to read the new ones because I think that's the ones that count now. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they all count. I mean, I think um, Major Victory actually did appear in the in the New Guardians. So yeah, I mean, they all count. I mean, they're still in continuity, and now they've got the they've got a, another series with the the future Guardians called Guardians Three Thousand. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're still um, they're still coming out with um, the old team as well. They haven't forgotten about them. Okay. Oh shit! Right. That's great. No, no, no. But the, going back to the main movie, holy shit, we really veered there. The yeah. the main movie, I, I, I'm going to definitely pick this up when it's on DVD. And it's out. It's out. Yeah. So I'm going to definitely yeah, pick I'd... that up. And I really do believe it's one of those movies that I think even young kids could see. If, oh, absolutely. You yeah. know. I mean, uh, you know, Don. I mean, there really wasn't any swearing in the movie. That I have a way. No, not really. You know, I mean, nothing that you couldn't see on prime yeah. time. Anyway. And what did you think of the movie? Oh God, I love this movie. And like, I was when I heard they were doing a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, I wasn't against it, but I was a little skeptical that it would do whether it would do well or not, and. You know, I hoped it. I hoped it would do well, but I wasn't exactly sure what to expect from it. Okay. 
And so then when I saw it, you know, I was completely blown away. Like I thought at best it would be, you know, maybe somewhere in the mid list of the Marvel of the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. You know, like not one of the best, but not one of the worst. But so I was really surprised when I found out that I like it almost as much as Avengers. It, it was. It's definitely. It's going to be up to the top five hmm. for me. And uh, oh, one of the things that really blew me away about it was um, the music. Yes, you, if you go on iTunes, you can get the whole the whole songs for nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I bought the soundtrack when it came out because. I was looking at the track listings, and I was like, oh, wow, this is some good songs. And I'm like, oh, I've got all these already, though. But then I checked my iTunes library, and I thought I had them, but I didn't. So then I went and I bought the soundtrack. And I must have listened to that thing, you know, a few hundred times on repeat. Oh, it's a great – it's great. It's it, You know what I've always wondered, though? Hmm. It's obvious he can get access to other – I mean, it's, he, he could get access to Earth stuff. You know, I mean, I was wondering about that. Do you think he can? I don't see why not. That's the thing that always got me. Well, that's a good question. I mean, did he ever bother to return back to Earth? Does he know? Yeah, I was, I was wondering about that too. If he could return, or if he wanted to return. So, you know, I, I mean, does he know he's even from? Well, he's got to know. Well, he does know. He does know because he mentions at the end of the movie when he finds out that he's. part uh something his father was something else and um and yandu mentions you know we picked you up from terra and all that kind of stuff so uh, so yeah he knows he's from earth then i i just don't see why he can't uh go i'm just curious if he ever bothered to go back i don't know it's kind of it's kind of interesting I'm, you know i mean it doesn't look like why he did, he, you know going back to those new mixtapes or whatever you like but still, it's it's it's. Well, you know, it wasn't so much the music that they played, though. It was more the fact that it was from his mother. Yeah. Plus, I think there was something of a fear of him to kind of like encounter that kind of stuff because he doesn't, you know, he doesn't even open the the gift his mother gave him before before she died, before he was taken, until the end. Yeah. No, well, you know, shit. I mean, it's it's. Uh... Still, it's it's a good movie. He's obviously they're going to make a sequel to this. We know that. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that uh, last time. Uh, I'm trying to think what else here. You know, did we, we want to cover any other movies or anything else? Did you see any other movies? Um, I haven't seen anything lately. I, um, but I just plan to focus on Guardians today. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to mention about it? But no, no. I, I said everything I, I could possibly say. Well, I got some interesting trivia about it. Okay. Okay. Um, so when Dave Bautista found out that he got the role of Drax, he broke down in tears, overjoyed at getting a Marvel comic book role, and immediately signed up for extra acting classes to prepare. <laughs> That's great. And uh, Vin Diesel's performance as Groot helped him through a dark time in his life. Because he was dealing with the loss of his best friend and Fast and Furious oh, yeah. co-star, Paul Walker. And he said, it was the first time I came back to dealing with human beings after dealing with death. So playing a character who celebrates life in the way Groot does was very nice. Well, that's, that's and, nice. And um, apparently uh, James Gunn said that uh, he didn't originally want to see Chris Pratt auditioning. 
you know, he didn't really he didn't really think Pratt would be able to do it. And then after Pratt read for thirty seconds, Gunn stated that he knew that Pratt was perfect for the role. This thing definitely boosted. I wonder would he have gotten the other movie from the Jurassic Park if he did not do? Probably not. You know, this does open him up. And th- listen to this: James Gunn also said that. Pratt, not only was he impressed by Pratt's audition, but it was so good that he was going to offer him the role even if Pratt didn't lose weight and get in shape for the film. So Gunn said that he was willing to CGI a six-pack on Pratt's body. So he had to lose weight. He, I thought he was, uh, like on a TV show, I know he's... Uh... Yeah, in Parks and Recreation, he's a bit more schlubby. Yeah. And if yeah, so um, Pratt took six months and he lost 60 pounds. God, I gotta figure out how he did that. I gotta lose weight. But let me tell you, I, I'm I'm just an. Uh, he did a really good. And you know, you could tell he enjoyed it. And you know who else yeah. really enjoyed it? That guy who's in like a bunch of other movies. He played the Nova agent, where he thinks he thinks. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's uh, in Magnolia. Crap, he's in a. Yeah, John Riley. John, John C. Riley. Right. You know, he he did. I think he enjoyed it too. Oh, and then, um, oh, this is kind of sad, but also kind of hopeful, too. Uh, so Bill Mantlo, you know, he's the guy who created Rocket Raccoon. Uh-huh. He's, he's, uh, he suffered a crippling traffic accident in 1992, and he's been permanently institutionalized ever since. Mantlo was granted a private screening by Marvel Entertainment and Walt Disney Pictures. Uh-huh. And according to his brother, Bill was pleased with the adaptation and considered the occasion a happy day for himself and his family. Oh, well, that's good. That's great. I, mm. I, what what caused him to get an inst- uh, what, what kind of just, wow. Just as a crippling traffic accident. Oh, my stars. Well, um, at least uh, some, you know, we got joy here with this, you know? Oh, wow. Jimon Hansu, who plays um, uh, Korath the Pursuer, he originally auditioned for Drax. And then Hamsu said that after he saw Dave Bautista and how ripped he was, he knew he wasn't cast. <laughs> what did he say to him when he ripped out that thing? I could never hear it well. What do you mean? What did Drax say? Yeah. He said metaphor. <laughs> and then <laughs> Star-Lord goes, kind of. Metaphor. So that's all he tells the bla- uh, that's all he tells the pursuer, metaphor. Oh, 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 what he says to the Korath. No, he says... Finger to the throat means death. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, he turns to Star-Lord and he laughs and he goes, metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was wondering what the hell that meant. Like, oh, okay, shit. Because mm-hmm. I can never hear what he's saying. Uh-huh. You know? Okay. And then uh, Bradley Cooper, you know, he voices uh, Rocket Raccoon. He says he cited Tommy DeVito from Goodfellas as an influence on Rocket's voice. Tommy DeVito. That was uh, Joe Pesci's character. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. What else was that guy in? Bradley Cooper? Yeah. Oh, he's been in a ton of stuff. He was in uh, the Hangover movies. He was in um, uh, Limitless. Uh, he was in the, the A-Team movie. Oh, he was also I'm, on, I know. Uh, he was also on Alias. American Hustle. Oh, he was in American Hustle, too. I haven't seen American Hustle Oh, you have to see American Hustle. Okay, I know exactly who he is. Oh, you're going to love him in American Hustle. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah, okay. Holy fuck. 
All right. I... But yeah, uh, one of the things I thought was great was the um, the the way that they worked the music into the movie. Oh, that was really well done. I mean, I think this may have been like one of the one of the greatest examples of how to work a soundtrack into a movie. They did that. No, seriously, they fucking did that well. It's it's yeah. almost scary well, you know, especially that, that early part. He's walking through the ruins. And and, right. and let's be honest. Wouldn't you want to visit that, that that nowhere land place? I know I would. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, in the in the 2008 series that this is based on, nowhere is where they um, is where they're based out of. OK, I wonder if they're going to do that in the future. Yeah, because, well, you know, remember the, the dog in the collector's uh, collection, Cosmo? Yeah, the, the, the Russian dog. Yeah, yeah. In the comics, he talks. Oh, really? Yeah, he basically runs nowhere. Now, how the fuck does a dog run that place like that? Well, he's a, he's a, he, was a, a Russian, he was a Russian dog, you know, was experimented on and sent into space and somehow gained, like, intelligence as a result. So he's really smart in the comics. Now, does, does, um, in the movie, I, I couldn't, I, if I didn't know better, I'd swear the collector was basically, well, I don't want to say he was running the place, but he seemed to be the guy. He was, because, yeah, because they said, uh, the, the mining collective was, um, it was named after him, the mining company. Okay. I really wondered that, but holy crap, that that's, mm. you know, and that's actually, I hate to say it, but that's got to be the perfect example of a libertarian, I don't want to say country, but it doesn't make sense, but, uh, you know, they're going to, you watch, they're going to point to that, but yeah, man, I thought that place looked mm. cool, you know, yeah. a dead celestial head. Also, um, oh, speaking of which, we saw the friggin' Celestials in that one scene when um, yes, we the did. collector was explaining the Infinity we Gems. We did. Uh, and, you know, I just wanted to – when I saw that, I just wanted to say, fuck you, Fox, because they thought that nobody would buy, like, a giant space guy. I didn't know they said that. Well, because that's why they had Galactus as a cloud in uh, the second Fantastic Four movie. Is that why? Yeah, yeah. They felt having having a giant a giant purple guy would be too unrealistic and too ludicrous for a movie. And then Guardians of the Galaxy does it in five seconds and is able to make it look awesome. <laughs> I think I, I did not care for the cloud with Galactus. I mean, come on. No, no. The, you know, and wasn't that the same problem with the Green Lantern movie, by the way? Uh, kind or, of. Or was like they had, supposed to oh, be that way? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember exactly. Whoa. Jason Momoa auditioned and was offered the role of Drax, but he turned it down. Wasn't there another wrestler that appears in there, but he appears as a prison inmate? Oh, you know who that guy is? Um, you know who voices that big blue guy, right? Ooh. The one who I know it's a wrestler. The one who says, him, no, it's not a wrestler. But, you know, he's the guy who comes up to Star-Lord and he says, I'm going to slather you in jelly or something like that. And that was Nathan Fillion voiced that character. That's hilarious. And apparently um, Adam Warlock was supposed to appear in a cameo in this movie. But instead, his cocoon appears in the collector's uh, collection. Now, were there, any, were there any other in the collect outside of that duck um, mm-hmm. that, uh, that, I, that I, I didn't pick on it? That they're like, oh, my God, he has him, too, or something like that. Besides, they had one of the dark elves. 
Yeah, they did. <laughs> Anybody else? Uh, not that I know of. Are they going to do anything with the... I I had read somewhere that that end scene, you know, there's a scene at the credits where, or before the credits, where a little baby Groot's dancing and then Drax looks at me, stops. Yeah. That was originally going to be at the end of the credits, but they liked it so much they put it into the movie. <laughs> Probably. And uh, no, no, that's what they uh, I, 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 that, that look that up. You'll see. Oh, okay. And um, they had to come up with a new one, and so that's why we got the the Howard the Duck scene. Mm-hmm. Question is, are they going to do anything with Howard the Duck now? Uh, that's a good question. Speaking of, how awesome was seeing the Howard the Duck cameo? I liked it. I mean, I the, the movie itself. I remember back in the eighties. I don't know if the two are going to be related or they're going to count it, but you know. Mm-hmm. I, I it's cool. I like that. You know, I found it interesting that Howard didn't try to make a break for it. Yeah. You know. But uh, yeah, no, I thought that was hilarious. Apparently, he can be spotted an additional time before his uh, the post credit scene. Uh, you can so you can briefly see Howard sitting in the class when um, sitting in the glass when uh, they arrive in the collectors when they meet the collector. I'm gonna have to relook at that. Yeah, and uh, do you know who voiced uh, Howard the Duck? No. Seth Green. Seth Green. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe they are going to do something. Yeah. Well, not because it's just Seth Green. I'm just saying. Well, you know, they also, he also voiced Leonardo in the new uh, Ninja Turtles reboot. Oh, no, no, no. Did he? Says 2012. Oh, he voices him in the TV series, I guess. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He vo- looks like he vo- Seth Green voices Leonardo in the, the, the Ninja Turtles cartoon that's currently on the air. One that's on Nickelodeon. Okay, I, I haven't seen any of the uh, Ninja. T- I I I saw like one episode, and it was just way too childish and too kiddy for me, so I stopped watching it. Hey, I stopped watching it in 1990, so you have to forgive me. I'm way behind too. Oh, the um, the 2003 version was awesome. It was like a perfect melding of the comics and the oh and the oh is that the, the that's, that's special where they were fine? No, 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 no. That was well. That was. That was like the end of the show, but like the show itself had it had like a seven season run or something like that. Okay, but yeah, it was really good because it was very much in tone to like the first movie, you know. So it took like the darker edge of the comics and still made it, a, you know, come with some of the lighthearted stuff of the t- the original cartoon. Well, that's oh, you should check that one. Out. I, I'll, awesome. I'll take a gander. Do you think it's on Netflix? I don't think so. Uh, no. You'll have to find other means to get it. Oh, I can find other means. Don't. <laughs> Okay, so um, yes, where would you? What's your ranking of the Marvel films now? Because you've now seen all of them. Right? Uh, I believe I have. I believe I have. I've even seen uh, Captain America, that last one I did, Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Okay, so how do you rank them? Where's your? What's your rank? Okay, uh, let's see here. Uh, my original. What was my original top five? I, I I don't uh, remember. Don't worry about what your original okay. one is. Just what would you rank it now? Okay. Um, gosh, give me a second here. Okay. Um, I would definitely have to say my top five is going to include Guardians, mm-hmm. the first Iron Man, uh, Avengers, Captain America, Winter Soldier, or first Avenger? first Avenger. Okay. And I'm going to include the Winter Soldier now, too. Okay. Um, Are those in order? uh, Those are in order. 
Okay. And then I would have to say uh, the Thor movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one or Dark World? Uh, the first one. No, no, actually, I like Dark World a little bit more. Okay. I don't know why I just did. Um, Iron Man. T- no, no, Iron Man two. No, no, Thor. Then Iron Man two. The Hulk movie. Incredible Hulk. Yes. Uh, I'm not allowed to include the other Hulk one, right? Yeah, that's not part okay. of the cinematic universe. Um. Am I missing any of them? Um, Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3. In fact, you know what? I want to put Iron Man 3 above the Thor 2. Okay. Okay. All right. So for me, I've got number one is still Avengers. Okay. Number two would be Guardians of the Galaxy. For three, I'm going to go with uh, Winter Soldier. Okay. Uh, four, uh, the first Iron Man. Okay. Five, oh, this is where it gets kind of tough. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the Dark World for five. Number six would be either Thor or Captain America, the first Avenger, depending on my mood. <laughs> so those are kind of interchangeable at six and seven. Okay. Number eight, Iron Man two. Number nine, Incredible Hulk. And number ten is Iron Man 3, which I wish I could just completely forget it ever existed. I, which one? I know I didn't care for two that much. And which mm. one was three about? Three was the one with the joke of a Mandarin. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't care too much for that either. But uh. that That is the only movie that Marvel has made so far that I can say that I actively hate. No, no. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I didn't care for two for so much that much. I know you liked it. I, I think two is okay. I mean, it had some problems with it, but I don't know. I think people are, I think people rant about it a lot more than they should. I'm trying to remember what else. No. Speaking, by the way, going back for one second to Guardians. Mm-hmm. You notice that one of the Infinity Gem sources was that red goop from, or the dark matter from... Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's apparently the... Um, I saw something online about it. Uh, so we've seen, like, three of the Infinity Gems so far. So, I mean, so they got to show the other one soon, right? Okay, so the Tesseract from, uh, you know, the first Avenger and Avengers, that was the Space Gem. okay. Baron Von Strucker, uh, you know, he had uh, Loki's staff at the end of um, Winter Soldier. Yeah. And that was also in um, the Avengers. It was, you know, Loki. So it looks like that's uh, the mind gem. Okay. And then uh, in Thor the Dark World, he had the Aether. And that looks like it's the reality gem. The reality gem. <laughs> And then in Guardians of the Galaxy, we've had the Purple Stone, which is the the power gem. So we've got four of the five so far. The ones we're missing are the the Soul Gem and the Time Gem. Which will probably be introduced in the other films. Right, right. Well, the Soul Gem is tied with Adam Warlock. So if my theory is correct and they do use Adam Warlock, 
somewhere in the in the next few movies, I think that'll be that'll be where the soul gem comes from. Now the time gem, I'm not sure about. I'm not sure where that. Well, you know what? We've seen uh, some scenes in um, from the Avengers: Age of Ultron trailer. Mm-hmm. You know, there's we see Cap going back into an old castle. There's one theory that the movie will have some time travel aspects to it. So that could they may have something with time gem in there. I'm not sure though. Hmm. Well, you know what? That'd be cool. I, I could see them. Could you imagine the Avengers showing up in the middle of World War Two? Are we ever gonna see, by the way, the Red Skull again? Uh I don't know because Hugo Weaving apparently doesn't want to play the character anymore. Okay, let me get somebody else. Okay, so this was from twenty twelve. Uh Hugo Weaving said that um, I signed a multi-picture deal for Captain America. Um, I don't think I'd be in Captain America 2 or 3. I don't think the Red Skull. And it's not something I would want to do again. Um, So. He really must not uh, like that guy doing all that makeup and stuff. It was good to do it and try it out, but to be honest, it's not the sort of film I seek out and really am excited by. He says he wants he wants to focus more on projects that he has a personal affiliation with, so guess he isn't really a comic book fan. Well, you know, it's his choice. You know, I mean, really getting somebody to uh, play the Red Skull. I mean, he was a good Red Skull, I guess. You know, yeah. but it'd be nice. And it, okay. All right, but, uh, well, I mean, who would you have play the Red Skull? Well, you know what? Instead of bringing back the Red Skull, what I would do is, and this is someone we talked about earlier, I'd want to have Christoph Waltz come in as Baron Zemo. Oh, you know what? And that's another major uh, comic book villain. Yeah. I, I could see that. I could definitely see that. But, you know, Zemo... Um, there was two of them, I recall, though the original and his son. Right. And it's my understanding, there was a reason why they wore the hood. There was some kind of adhesive they were working on or something. It exploded their face or some stupid bullshit like that. Okay, so Heinrich Zemo, the original one, he first began wearing a reddish-pink hood over his face uh, to maintain a level of anonymity because he was basically responsible for a mass murder that killed hundreds of um, innocent German civilians. But then, um, the adhesive X, the, the, you know, the extremely strong adhesive that bonded his mask to the hood, to, to his face. Yeah. Cause I remember one of them, here's an interesting thing. Uh, I know one of them had, uh, something with the fucking glue. I know there was something with glue. Yeah, that was, uh, that was Heinrich. That was the first one. And then the second one is Helmet, and his he first called himself the Phoenix, but he fell into a vat of boiling, specially treated adhesive X, and so his face was scarred by it. Right. So he wasn't wearing his mask when he fell into the adhesive X. So they both had something to do with the adhesive X. I have an action figure, believe it or not. I have the... Uh, uh, oh, one second, hold on. Okay. I have the I have an action figure of Baron Zemo somewhere. Oh, from the Secret Wars? Yeah, from back in the 1980s. 
Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, you know, I mean, it's a neat costume, but I really don't know if that's going to translate well for film. I think they could figure out a way to do it pretty well because you know it's just basically it's just a mask that you need. You know, I'm like. <laughs> He's, he's got this. I mean, I'm, I mean, I, I know in a comic book he comes out looking really cool, but there's like certain costumes that. Well, that he really, he doesn't wear that costume anymore. Okay, so, to be fair, I mean, I mean, I hate to say it, but on film he'd look more like something out of the uh, Venture Brothers. You know, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Here's what he looks like now. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's a lot better. I mean, because you know, obviously, they're not going to be using the same costume from the comics, right? You know, they're going to be altering. Yeah, I, I, I guess so. You know, but uh, you know, hold on, here's some another one with that actor you mentioned, who I think could play the Red Skull too. I'm not just Christoph Waltz. Yeah, not just because he's German, but I think he's just got that personality. The same thing, but then again, yeah, you're going to think I'm nuts. But I will tell you who I think but could either play a young Baron Zemo, not the older one, or maybe um, he's a good actor. Hold on one second here. I'm trying to find him. Give me one second. And this guy's been in a lot of movies. He's played by uh, Daniel Bruhl. I don't think I've seen anything he's been in. No, he's he's only done foreign films. Uh, oh, okay. But he's good. He's a good actor. Oh, he was in uh, Inglorious Bastards. Oh, really? Yeah, he played. He had a bit role in it. The one that they were all going to see a movie about. Uh, he's. Uh, you remember? In- oh wow, Johnny, get this. Yeah. So today is December fifth. Well, at least here in Japan, it's December. 5th, yeah, yeah right? you're calling from the future. Right. Guess where. Guess what date our first episode released on? What date was that? December 5th. For real? Yeah. Oh, my God. We're a year old. Yeah. And in that year, we've only managed to do eight episodes. (laughs) Well, it just shows we're hard workers. (laughs) You know? Hey, you know, maybe in 2015, we'll be able to do nine. Hey, maybe. (laughs) Or if we're really, really working hard, nine and a half. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just have one episode that has dogs in it. (laughs) But okay. Well, congratulations, pal. You too, buddy. Well, we're we're, um, we're definitely going to do more. Yeah, so it's pretty much towards the end of this episode. Uh, so what should we talk about next time? Ah, oh, gosh. Um, do you watch uh, American Horror Story? Yeah, but I haven't seen the third season yet. Oh, okay, okay. I'm still waiting for that to come out okay. on Netflix. Well, I mean, we could talk about The Walking Dead. Um, mm-hmm. That just ended this uh, mid-season finale. Are you, are you- well, I haven't... No, I haven't seen the latest season because I watched it on Netflix. So. Oh, okay. Well, don't go on my Facebook page then. Um, okay, don't worry. I've been avoiding it. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Do you uh, – blah, blah, blah. Uh, have you seen any of the recent Simpsons episodes where they're doing a lot of crossovers? 
No, no. They just did a Futurama one. Oh, yeah? Uh, where Bender comes back in time to kill Homer. Well, if you want to talk Walking Dead, we could talk Walking Dead next time, as long as we focus it on the stuff that's just up on Netflix. Uh, what season is up on Netflix? What was the last one you saw? Um, I think it was season four or five. It's uh, it's the one where... Um, you know the governor. The governor comes in, raids the prison, and then after that, they go on the run for a while. And then the season ends with them being in that town where they get captured and put in the train car. Oh, terminus! Yeah, so yeah. So you're up to that point. I'm up to then when they get put into the train car, and then Rick says, "You know, they don't know who they're messing with." And then up to that point, that's where I'm at. I don't think terminus is even. You know, in a comic book, they're not even in the comic book. Okay. And okay, well, if you want, we could talk about that. You're not that far off, actually. No, no, I like everything up until this season that just started a few months ago. Okay, is up on Netflix. Okay, well, you sh- well, I'll tell you what. Netflix has been quick to get The Walking Dead up. That they won't have it until the season's finished because I think season four came out. Because I remember it had the new episodes tag on it, so I think that just came out like maybe in the summer. Well, you know, they're preparing, you know, when his first thing started, the executive producer, Dave Alpert, they asked, well, how long do you think this could go? Because he goes, if it could go, if it goes on, I think after season one, because they weren't sure how people were going to respond to a zombie movie uh, series. He says, we we already have plans for season 10. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, the comics, like, you know, got like over 100 issues. Yeah, but they're not that, believe it or not. The comics are not well. They have definitely veered somewhat from the comic books, right? And they're not that far off, believe it or not. Okay. They could actually catch up by next season, assuming they go that same pace. Uh, because we know one, and the reason why I say that, and I'm not spoiling anything here. Okay. Okay. Um, like I know they pick and choose stuff from the comics, and they'll do things in different ways. Yeah, it, it's about ninety percent. Or eighty-five percent like the comic, but right. then they'll introduce stuff like Terminus, which is not in the comic book. Right, right. And so far, we haven't seen some other characters. I'm not going to mention their names because, like I said, I don't want to risk spoiling anything for you. I haven't seen the. I haven't seen the. I haven't read the comic. Okay. So okay. Well, there's a character on there called um, Negan, uh-huh. and I don't know. He's like the major villain. Because there is uh, the because the, the governor is in the comic book as well, but the, right. but the governor is completely different in the comic book. Oh, okay. I mean he's I mean he's an asshole too, but he's just more greasy is the best way I can put it. He's a lot. He's a, he's equally sadistic. Mm-hmm. It's just that like um, yeah, they give you a good example of how different they are. In the right. TV series, the governor loves his daughter. Right, right. In the comic book, he really loves his daughter. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm getting at? Yeah. Like, like yeah. he's got some kind of sexual fetish for his daughter. And he molests her in the comic book. Mm-hmm. Even though she's still a zombie. And so, but in, in the comic book, by this point, Rick Grimes is missing his right or left hand. Oh, okay. Because the governor... I heard about... I've heard about that. Yeah, the governor chops it off. 
And in the comic book, uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, um, oh, uh, what's her name? The one with the swords. Oh my gosh. Oh, ah. Uh, uh, son of a bitch. Uh, Michelle? Michonne. Michonne. Michonne gets revenge on the governor by taking a wooden spoon or taking a, a, a spoon and an acetylene torch and goes to town tortures him by gouging out his eyeball and stapling his penis to a board. Wow. I mean, it's it's a different it's 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 really different. I mean, he recovers from, oh and cuts off one of his hands too. And so he, the way he he attacks the uh, the prison as well. Um, but he's got different lieutenants. There is no scientist like there is oh, in this okay. one. Right. And one of the major differences is what's-her-face does not die at the end. Mm-hmm. She, well, I'm trying to think of her name. Not Lori. Lori was the wife. Uh, you mean Andrea? Andrea. Because in the comic book, Andrea becomes Rick Grimes' girlfriend. Oh, okay. So, I mean, there is no CDC thing. So oh, okay. that's another difference. Um, there is a uh, – and don't worry. I'm not spoiling anything here because Terminus mm. had cannibals. Right, right. Uh, you, you probably already guessed that already. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I pretty much knew that when they had all that meat out yeah. there. I'm like, yeah, I know where that's from. Okay. Uh, I won't spoil anything. I promise you that. I'm not going to say nothing here. Okay. But in the comic book, it's a different group, okay. which oddly enough – uh, well, actually, it's a the cannibal. Well, see, there's no terminus in the comic book, but it's the same cannibals. Only they're okay. So they just gave him like a town in that. Yeah, kind of where stuff. in this one, they just have a house in the right, comic okay. book. Um, maybe maybe they were worried about it, like comparisons to Texas Chainsaw Massacre or something. Well, uh, let me say this. Without spoiling anything, if that's a concern, they, they threw that out the window in the next season. <laughs> well, I've just meant like the whole idea of like a house, a family of cannibals, you know, it's yeah, kind of like stock yeah. for a horror movie. Well, so maybe they decided to expand I, it to a I'm town instead. I will different. say this, though, without spoiling anything, a character that appeared in the past makes a reappearance mm-hmm. uh, here for a split moment. In, in what you'll see. Okay. Um, Okay, let's see. Ha, 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 uh, and the car- well, here I just had a thought. You know what we could talk about next time yeah. is um, because now that we're coming up on uh, now that we've just done a how about a year on a year anniversary show where we talk about um, top ten favorite uh, comic book movies. Okay. Okay. Um, Not just like Avengers or no, no, DC, no. but like all, all comic book movies. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I know you and I are going to have some disagreements on. I think. Uh, right. Uh, I, I would like to expand that to not just include comic books. Okay. But um, cartoon adaptations and stuff like that. Like, for example, I know a lot of people don't like it, but I like I because uh, it's 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 incredibly bad movie. Are you talking about like the Master of the Universe? Yeah, from <laughs> it's an incredibly bad movie, but I still kind of like it only because that's the closest we've ever got to a fucking E-Man movie. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. And then, of course, we can do also predictions for 2015. You know, we, that sounds we good. We definitely yeah. need to cover what we think could happen, 
whether a TV series, um, you know, what do you think, Jay? You know, there's now talk of a spinoffs. Uh, well, there's already going to be a spinoff for The Walking Dead. We know that. Right, right. Which now the rumor is it takes place in the UK. Okay. Um, there is... The, so they're basically going to be doing 28 Days Later? Well, <laughs> you know, considering that more and more of the actors are from the UK and are in... Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever looked at the cast roster for The Walking Dead. Well, I, I heard um, what the guy who plays uh, Rick, I can't remember his name right Andrew now. Lincoln, Andrew Lincoln, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I heard him on the, I heard him in an interview once, and I'm like, holy crap, he's he's British. Yeah, he's British. I guess I got nothing against British people. Um, he's British. Um, let's see, Maggie's British. Oh, okay, yeah, I knew that because uh, uh, I remember her on Supernatural. Okay, uh, I'm trying to think who else. Um, the black guy who they he originally meets in season one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he's been in a lot of films too. Yeah, I've seen him in other stuff. Uh, trying to think who else. Oh, of course the governor. Oh really? I didn't know that. Oh yeah, he was on Doctor Who. Oh okay. Um, trying to think who else. I think the but anyways, I think maybe they're going to save on airline trips. Um, what's I think yeah we should talk about what we expect for 2015 there's now expected spinoffs for the Star Wars movie Disney's gonna really milk the fuck out of this franchise yeah okay and one thing I'm glad I didn't see on the by the way if we can go for five seconds on the trailer was sure. that there was none of that known flair or glare you know that was in the uh, Star Trek movie Oh, the lens flares. Yeah. <laughs> I, did you notice any? Because I didn't. I mean, no. But you know what? Someone pointed out like the uncut trailer. Post someone posted this up where they put a whole bunch of lens flares in it. And, oh yeah, there's also the George Lucas version. Oh the really? What's that? Made, which is basically a fucked up version with kid shit on there, so you can, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know stuff like that. Um, uh, but they're looking to do a spinoff. Uh, uh, it's not been officially confirmed, but, you know, they're just talking about it. How Han Solo and uh, – what the fuck's his name? Uh, Lando Calrissian met. And the only reason why I'm saying that is because they had uh, Billy D. Williams on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> and he talked about it. He goes, yeah, they, they, they wanted my take on Lando meeting Han Solo. I mean, you know, that's something I wouldn't mind seeing is like a a spin-off TV series or something that shows Han Solo and Chewie before they met up with Luke. Yeah. yeah. I think that would be I think that would be pretty interesting. I think so too. I I could see it that the question is who could play a young Han Solo? That's what we're going to talk about next episode. Okay. You know? All right. All right. Okay, so tune in uh next time we decide to, you know, get off our asses and record something. <laughs> Hey, we're not – listen, I never said this was going to be good. <laughs> but it has been fun. Yeah, definitely. All right, Johnny. Uh, well, it's getting pretty late over by you, I'd imagine. It's 1038. I'm going to uh, watch a little bit of TV, and then I'm going to go to bed. 
All right, I'm going to make myself a sandwich and finish up the blacklist. Oh, okay. I, I got to add that to my Netflix. Hey. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, I want to talk to you about something else off camera, off, off, off the show. Uh, we're done. Okay. All right. All right, guys. Have a good day, and we'll talk to the rest of you later. Happy holidays. Oh, wait. Yeah. You know what? Is that shopping mall? Is that shopping mall with the Godzilla Christmas tree by you? Oh no! I just saw it on someone's Facebook. Oh. And they, someone else in Japan oh. posted it on Facebook. I don't know. If, they said they didn't take it themselves though. So, well, I think you know who posted it. Mimi. Do you know Mimi Cross? No. Okay, she's um. Oh yeah, I met her through Gronley, so that's why. Oh okay. All right. But yeah, she's she's living in Japan now, and uh, she posted that. But then she put in the comments that she's like, no, no, I didn't take this picture, but. Yeah, so I'm not sure exactly where it is. I saw it last year. I know that, too. Okay. I remember seeing it last year. It's just that. So so for everyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, there's a, a Godzilla Christmas tree. It's basically a Godzilla with Christmas lights on it. And no, I saw no, it on my face. No, on no, it's, it's a lot more than that. It's not because people are going to think it's a giant rubber Godzilla statue with fucking ornaments on it. It's a fucking giant-ass Christmas tree cut and trimmed. It made oh, okay. it look like a Godzilla monster. So yeah, so anyway, that was posted on friend's Facebook and I shared it on my page. And that's a Christmas tree I would not hesitate to put up every year. No, that's the ultimate one. Holy shit. Oh my god. All right, so anyway, so that's it for us. Yeah, we'll uh, leave we'll, you on we'll see you guys next time. <laughs> Bye. This has been an episode of The Geek Screen, the podcast for all media of a nerdy nature. Please send all email to geekscreen at percivalconstantine.com or message us on Twitter at geekscreen and we'll read your messages on the air. Visit geekscreen.percivalconstantine.com for past shows and links. And if you like the show, please support us by posting a review on iTunes. The theme music in this show is Take a Chance, courtesy of Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com and is used under a Creative Commons license.